I have so many psychopaths and gods here. I can't judge. <laughs> like, at the end of the day, okay, this is where I'm going to get real technical. <laughs> at the end of the day, how is a serial killer any different than a mafia man? Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Spice Rock Pod. Today we have a book like no other, a book that we have not discussed before, and we are excited for this episode. Before before we get into it, Sav, how are you? So Emily knows this. I had a really fun weekend, but I'm I'm in like a two day hangover, so like I'm I've been better. But it's my own fault. I don't know. I think I'm going to stop drinking. So if any of you are in your 20s and you stop drinking, but you're very social, I would love to hear about your life and your experiences because it just feels like such a centric thing of like drinking with like friends and going to happy hour. And I just don't want to like lose the fun social aspect of it. But I cannot live as a 27 year old woman with two day hangovers. Like my body was not built for like I have chest pain like it's not going well um but other than that I'm really excited about this book and to talk about it and Emily and I were just talking about this but we're both Braves fans so go Braves yes very interesting time to be a Atlanta sports fan like always like always we're in like height the height of sports season because you have October football you have football and then I feel like hockey is close, right? Yeah, yeah, opening day is tomorrow. <gasps> Are you so excited? I am really excited, but this is my thing. I'm just going to go into my little tangent rant. Okay. So the NHL has a contract with both ESPN and both TNT. So I pay for ESPN Plus for the sole purpose of the fact that so I can watch all the hockey games. I think if I pay for ESPN Plus, I should get access to ESPN. Yeah. And then... So I am a Dallas fan, and there's no team in Atlanta, or otherwise I would be a fan. So there have been, like, places that, like, I would love to go to, like, one of my favorite bars here that shows games and be able to, like, watch the game. But then if I do, they're blackout. Like, the games are blacked out. So it has become – and I just – and know it happens with baseball sometimes, like, the regional blackouts. And I just, like – like, what's the point? No, this happens with me in football because I want to watch Joe Burrow – but, like, I don't get him most of the time. Yeah, because it's, like, and I'm just, like, what's the point? Like, you guys are billion-dollar leagues. And then Dallas doesn't even play tomorrow. It's It'll just play like, until Thursday. Like, some of us just want to watch hotties on TV. And it has nothing to do with where we are geographically located. I don't know if you have Netflix or not. But um, we have, like, our Net- our family Netflix account. And um, I was logged in on my boyfriend's, like, on his TV for, like, when we watch Netflix. For the first time the other night, it said, you are not in this household. It tried to, like, get us. But then I was like, well, I'm going to bamboozle you guys because there's, like, a thing that says press if you're traveling. So I pressed oh, that button, and it just sent me a code. But I was like, Netflix used to never do this. Netflix is on some bullshit recently. And honestly, I'm thinking of canceling it. But I have to finish Love is Blind. And you have to watch Love is Blind because it's so 
fucking awful, but I can't get enough. I'm consumed. I think I want to add Hulu. Listen, I would rather die than lose my Hulu no ads, my Spotify premium, and my Kindle subscription. Like, you can bury me with those three things. I would rather have death than lose one of them. I let go of my Spotify subscription. I did. I let go of it. So Kendall, you're on free Spotify? <laughs> I'm on free Spotify. Okay, we're on a family plan. You can just add some <laughs> that. I love you so much, but that is broke bitch behavior. <laughs> I will let you be on my Spotify. <laughs> Especially, I saw like last week, apparently Spotify is going to start giving premium users like eight hours a month of audiobooks. I think I am going to, because this is where I like, I goofed. I forgot to cancel my Audible subscription. Mm. So I'm just like, I'm going to cancel Audible and then get Spotify back. The thing was, I was really riding the Spotify student because I was, but they're oh, kind yeah. of like, girl, like you're done. Ba- like they they're don't see me as a student anymore. have <laughs> been a student for 10 years. It's time to let it go. We can't be honoring this discount anymore. So I think that is my next plan. And then I am so I'm fully thriving in this fall weather. I wore my Uggs yesterday, fully thriving. I become like a white wine girly by like the fire at dinner. Oh, you know, the Phil's Berry sugar cookies. You know, the ones I'm talking about. The ones with like the little ghost and the cat. Those have been almost impossible to find. I haven't seen those in a store in over two years. So I finally found some at my Kroger, but I wanted like the ghost kind. My boyfriend and I went to collectively 10 different stores. He went to the Targets and the Publix. I went to the Walmarts and the Kroger's. Nada. So you had access to them, but it wasn't the specific print that you wanted. No, but I still got the turkey ones. No, I got the turkey ones. Oh, well, the turkey ones are fair. Like, nobody really wants those. Yeah, but, uh, like, that's all they had. And I was like, these used to be a staple of every holiday season. They were. No, I haven't seen those. I shit you not since COVID ended. Yeah. And I'm just like, and when I went to one of the Kroger, there's just, like, four girlies. They had, like, wine in their cart. They were trying to do, like, a girls' night. They came to, like, the cookie aisle, and they were so disappointed. And I was like, likewise, girls. Me too. Like we're all here for the same thing. Me too. Damn. Yeah, I'm excited. It's like officially spooky season. I put black nail polish on today. I'm like making my repertoire of what Halloween movies I want to add to the docket. And yeah, that's kind of like where I'm vibing personally. I wonder if, because Friday at the lake, it'll just be like us four. And then if like Ash comes, if we should watch like a Halloween movie. Okay, but it can't be scary because Seth and I are both little bitches. We can do like I throw up when I'm scared. I know, but I didn't know if you were thinking like, oh, we should do like a, ha- a horror movie. Like immediately, no, I can't be doing that. <laughs> no, we can do like Halloween Town High, Casper the Ghost. That would be cute. We can do a cutesy movie. Yeah, because this Friday is Friday the 13th. I have it an is. off the wall theory. Would you like to hear it? I'm, okay, I'm I have zero evidence to back this up. I have this gut feeling that Taylor Swift is going to release Reputation this Friday. I, I don't think that's such like a crazy. Her movie, Friday the her 13th. movie, come, and her movie comes out on Friday. 
I'm just like Friday the 13th is giving like spooky and like I guess spooky is kind of like snaky and 13's her favorite number like I'm really reaching but I just have this feeling I don't know no I can see I am terrified of Friday the 13th I always like to be home bundled up on Friday the 13th that's fair so that's what I'll be doing I just feel like it, there's like a lot of negative energy in the air on Friday the 13th that I just personally am not going to be fucking with, you know? I just yeah, like I'm, I'm not going out. I'm just going to plop my happy butt at home. Like, we're all going through enough. I didn't really need Friday the 13th to be a part of 2023. Like, we are experiencing enough. I think this is like the fifth Friday the 13th we've had. In our lifetimes? No, and this month. I'm looking it up. Oh, there's only two. Emily, that's like not really how calendars work. <laughs> there's been two. One in January and one this week. Like they can't all be Friday the 13th. That's like not really how the calendars I just, work. I just felt like we've had so many. <laughs> okay, well, I want to get into what we've been reading before we get into the book. Okay, so I finished reading Butcher and Blackbird that we're talking about today, and um, I got Wildfire in the Mail by Hannah Grace. I'm going to read that next, and since I do have another Audible credit, I am going to read Powerless by Elsie Silvers on audio. Yes, that's the hockey one. Yeah, so I'm going to do that one on audio. Oh, I did that one on audio, too, and then I bought the hardcover because I'm obsessed. I'm excited. What have you been reading? Okay, I read Butcher and Blackbird, which we're talking about today. I just finished, like, right before we hopped on this call, Know My Name by Chanel Miller on audio, which is, like, one of my top five favorite books of all time. It's just so heavy, but really good if you don't mind an audiobook. It's pretty long on audio, but, like, whatever read this fucking book I can't even like there are no complaints it's her story and it's narrated by her which I really liked so would highly recommend that's obviously a five-star read and then I'm currently reading Wildfire and I finally got my Libby to Harry Potter 4 so I'm starting that audiobook well I started it yesterday so I've never seen any of the Harry Potter I've seen two of the Harry Potter movies so I haven't seen like the rest, but I know now is like the Harry Potter like marathon. Every time you tell me this, I act as if I've never learned it before. <laughs> and it like takes me back, like mouth agape every single time I hear this information from you. But yes. So I'm going to start Potter watching. Theater. I just don't understand how you like didn't like that is such an integral part of a child's life. <laughs> like how did you miss out on that? I really don't know. I think if you're thought- feeling a little depressy, I would um, I would read them. Read the books. Yeah, I think they just feel like a nice hug. Perfect. That's how I would describe it. Perfect. Okay. Wait, which two have you seen? I can't let this go. Which two have you seen? The first two. Oh, okay. So you I've haven't seen, seen the first- it like gets good. No, I've seen the first two, like the first movie, at least like six or seven times. I just have never progressed past the second movie. 
Okay, well, that's upsetting. Seth and I are going to Harry Potter World next month, which I'm stoked about. This is my, like, one millennial girl trait that I cannot let go of. Like, I refuse to, like, just let it go. Harry Potter? Yeah. I refuse to let Gilmore Girls go. I can't let it go. That's fair. I saw something about Gilmore Girls. You Do you remember threads on Instagram? It, like, became a thing, and then now it's not really a thing anymore? Yes. Hannah Grace threaded something yesterday, and it, like, came up as, like, popular for you. And it was really interesting about – hold on, I'm trying to pull it up. It's about Gilmore Girls? It was about Gilmore Girls. Oh, my God, do I have to – I don't want to fucking download the app. Basically, it was about how she – and Hannah Grace is British, remember? About yeah. how when Paris is telling Rory that she had sex and Rory's like, oh, I haven't had sex yet. And Lorelai's like, oh, my kid is the best kid. Hannah Grace is like, I always, when I see this, like cringe a little. And someone commented and said that Lorelai, the actor who's Lorelai, I don't know her name, um, has like famously on record said that that's like her least favorite scene that they ever made her do. And she like fought tooth and nail to not have to say that. Cause she didn't like what it like said about young women. That's so interesting. Isn't that interesting? That is really interesting. That's the thing. Like Gilmore girls has like been off air for so long, but all these like new things, it's like one tree Hill, like new things. still like come up about Gilmore girls. You just like learn. And I just, I can't let it go. Last thing, because you said One Tree Hill, my last pop culture thing is that Hillary Burton Morgan, who is Peyton from One Tree Hill, just released a she has a couple of like memoirs, but this one is basically about like all the places that she's lived. And like one of them was haunted where she lived in North Carolina when they were filming One Tree Hill. Anyways, it's called Grimoire Girl, and I bought it at Barnes and Noble, and I'm really excited to read it because she's apparently like really spooky and witchy. She really is, and I know that she has like talked about uh like one time when she was sleeping like somebody touched her hair like a ghost touched her hair and she was like i like became like friends with the ghost i'm just like that's pretty badass i don't fuck with I, I, like that but i respect her for it yeah i personally would have to move but <laughs> i personally would not like survive the rest of the night i would have to escape immediately but slay queen okay I'll stop sidetracking us. We can start now. Okay. So getting into this book. So Bryn Weaver. I also love the name Bryn. Bryn Weaver is a fan of the Velociraptors, the alien movies. Well, most of them. Red Wine and Wild Adventures. When she is not busy at her day job or writing, Bryn can be found working with her husband and their son on their family farm or riding horses and motorcycles. Books by Bryn include Marrow, Black Sheep, and the Shadow Realm series. Today, we meet Sloane and Rowan in their unlikely romance in Butcher and Blackbird. And this is a funky dedication. The dedication is, for those who read the trigger warnings and said accidental cannibalism, count me in. This one's for you. And then we have like a little like thing after says that, that lesson suggests that in the end, we can only find peace in our human lives by accepting the will of the universe, which is from Stephen King's Pet Cemetery. I think Pet Cemetery is regarded as like one of the scariest books of all time. Yeah, I know somebody who did like 
recreated like a pet cemetery photo shoot and even that was creepy yeah i think that people that read stephen king like i just want to give you a little a little high five because i could quite literally net i can barely watch an episode of criminal minds and like function the next day people that are reading stephen king like kudos to you a different breed for sure this was like almost too much for me we're gonna get into it but before we do the plot review this week is that we have two serial killers both set on ridding the world of the most evil happen upon one another their meeting sparked an instant friendship and connection which continued in an annual competition in remote places to find and eliminate their target sloan the orb weaver has a quiet and solitary life while rowan's is a bursting with life and family Upon their first meeting, Rowan was immediately taken with Sloane and loves her from afar for years before she finally caves with him. With a plot-twisty hiccup, these two overcome their hurdles and end up in their twisted, somewhat fucked up, happily ever after. Okay, I have a lot of thoughts on this book. I liked it, but also didn't like it at the same time, so I'm settling on three and a half stars. The writing was absolutely phenomenal, and so is the character development, so it's nothing to do with the author. I just personally could have done with a lot of the gory details. I get, like, spooked easily. I can't do, like, gory stuff. Um, The concept of serial killers, hunting serial killers, was, like, a fun, fresh concept. Like, that's something that, like, I have not read before, and that was an interesting concept. And I love how they built a competition. Like, their story was built around a competition where they met once a year and like had a race to hunt the same serial killer. I liked Sloane a lot and Sloane falling in love with Rowan happened like in such a natural way that was like realistic. Like we have all dressed up a little too nice for the guy that we have a crush on. And like when Rowan tried to break up with her, she was just heartbroken. And like my stomach sank because like it was realistic. Like she was grinning at her phone when he texted her. She like went to see him. Like it was just like a, you forget that, they were that she was a serial killer. Rowan was an interesting male character, and I like the dynamic between him and his brothers. I just don't have like a concrete opinion on Rowan other than like he was very hot. So plot twist. Like David being bad had my jaw on the floor. I did not expect that one bit, especially when like Rowan was saying that like David's doing so well in the kitchen, like everything is good. Like when he walked in the kitchen, David had the gun pressed against Rowan's head. I was floored. I also liked the friendship between Lark and Sloan because there is nothing better than female friendships. And, like, these two were, like, serial killers but also lived, like, normal day jobs and had, like, outside friends. It was just pretty interesting. And uh, so, my, um, so, like, that's the thing. So, I loved how they met just, like, once a year and, like, the brother was a facilitator of the competition. And it was just, like, schoolgirl cute. Like, how, like, she looked at her, like, phone smiling when he texted when they would go to bed, she would just, like, be grinning at her phone before going to bed. Like, very, like, schoolgirl cute. Um, Him stealing her Kindle was so funny at the first hotel. And she went, no boys allowed unless they have scales and a breeding kink. And Rowan went, of all the times to forget my dinosaur onesie at home. That was super funny. And this was, like, honestly, I think not even, like, 15 pages in it's when they first met because he rescued her from the cage he goes meeting the woman behind the web i would lose to her 
again to see the way it lights her eyes with pride, maybe even more than once. Like he was in love with her from the start. And then I think one of my favorite parts of this book was when he would send her food and they would cook together. And then he would also bring something to eat so that they could like eat with each other. Like it was just serial killer wholesome. I find it so fascinating that you don't have a strong opinion on Rowan because I would lie down in traffic for this man. (laughs) I was obsessed. (laughs) Do you ever read a book and you're like, as you're reading it, you're like, this is good, but like, this isn't the best book I've ever read in my life, but I like it. But then you go back to your Kindle and you realize that you highlighted like quite literally 150 things. (laughs) That was my experience with this book. So I actually really liked this. I'm giving it 4.25 stars. We've been doing this podcast long enough that my ratings are starting to get funky. Like quarter stars are being introduced. I'm sure I'm going to get to third stars as well here soon because it's just like hard to rank things when you've been ranking them all against one another for so long. Anyways. However, the thing that crushed me the most is that orzo is probably one of my like top five favorite foods. And I had just made this like really big pot of orzo pasta salad before I started reading this. And then on page like four, where you get the maggots and she calls them tiny orzos, I couldn't finish the rest of the pasta salad. And I think I'm not going to be able to eat orzo for like quite some time. So that's a bummer because I just like kind of have a weak stomach. So some of these things were a little tough for me. Not that I like, obviously I get scared by things too, but I just like, I get grossed out and like, I just, I can't do it. I really liked the character development and how their lives were spun together in this story. The annual contest, the longing in between, and then their eventual coming together was actually really beautiful and really well written, which I think is a fun contrast to the fact that they are literal serial killers. I know that horror, thriller, gore is like a massive category that most people enjoy. It's just not personally for me, but I like that this was in a in a way that like romance rom-com readers could enjoy and like be a part of. Rowan was so fucking hot. Like I was in love with him. I don't know if you've seen the bear with Jeremy Allen White, but like that's kind of the vibe that I was getting like very yes chef, but like Irish yes chef daddy. Like that's overall what I was getting. Okay. A couple of things to discuss. Number one is that I will never look at cookies and cream ice cream the same. Never, never, never. It was never a favorite of mine, but now especially, I would never be ordering it. Mm-mm. The cannibalism scene in itself just, like, really hurt me. Like, I, like, really had a hard time. I was like, what does Sab have me reading? <laughs> I literally told Sab, I said... <laughs> I think Emily's gonna hate this but I don't have enough time to read something else so I'm not gonna tell her that I think she's gonna hate it I'm just gonna let her walk in blind (laughs) but when I posted that I was reading it on our story one of our friends (laughs) TM'd me and responded and said I hope you never I hope you're not eating cookies and cream ice cream and I was like Maureen what the fuck are you talking about (laughs) and now I know So that was just overall, that was tough. That was a tough 25 pages to get through for me. Um, 
But I do agree, David being bad was never even something that was on my radar. Like, never even a- appeared to me. The orb weaver is fascinating to me, how she was, like, making her maps. And, like, it was kind of, like, art in, like, a fucked up way. But I thought it was really interesting how she would, like, plot out their victims and make these maps and, like, leave it for the cops. But they were, were like, weren't putting it together. Women are just powerful. I could have done without the skin flaps, but alas, here we are. Um, Lark was an angel. I loved that female friendship. I loved that she provided some, like, light to the situation. Rowan was a goner. He was literally obsessed from day one. When the man tries to attack her and he hulks out and says she is mine, like, I knew that he was gone. Um, and then after the chainsaw dude literally boot stomps her, she, like, has her big, you know, the big T. She has a big fall, whatever. And she's staring in the mirror and she's like, my bruises are so ugly, whatever, whatever. And Rowan says, your bruise is a really purple color. He says, it reminds me of blackberries, the best berry, if you ask me. It reminds me of irises. They have the best scent of any flower. It reminds me of night just before dawn, the best time of day. You are all the best things to me, Sloan, no matter how many bruises are in your heart or on your skin. I think that is one uh, that I also highlighted that piece. I think that is one of the most beautiful things a man could say. Right? Like, he was was obsessed. It was just so loving, so tender, and just, like, so sweet. I also don't have this written down, but it's just coming back to me now. We have to talk about the piercings. Reading on the couch, and I said, Seth, do you know what a, is it a Daz gay piercing is? And he was like, no, I don't know what that is. And I said, I need to Google it, but I'm really scared. (laughs) It's going to pull up, like, bad pictures. Did you Google it, or did you just live in ignorance? I just lived in ignorance. Okay, well, let me ruin your day. Because the <laughs> piercing is at the bottom. Okay, so this is the vagina. I'm going to have to clip this. This is the vagina. The clip piercing is up here, right? right? She's got some piercings on the labia, which we love. The Dazgate piercing is, like, hooked at the bottom of her cooter. Like, the bottom of this situation, the bottom of the V. No. No. Can you fucking imagine? No. No. Peace and blessings to you, girly pop, because, like, (laughs) I was like, oh my god. I just made my my skin crawl more, the orzo maggots or the dazgate piercing at the bottom of my I would have to be so blackout drunk, like, were I just to get that done. Here's the deal. Sometimes the little hairs at the back of my neck get caught in my necklace. And when I have to rip them out, it brings tears to my eyes. So, like, I know my lane. And <laughs> that lane does not involve getting my clit pierced, my labia pierced, or any part near my gooch and taint pierced. <laughs> not in my yeah. I cry, I cry when I get like my upper lip waxed. I'm not getting anything but the ears pierced. It's still I have to pop two ibuprofen before I go get my cooter wax. Like I just I recognize that that is not in my lane. But yeah, I'll send you a pic. I feel like we should do no contest. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is a perfect episode for this. Orzo pasta. Just me going like. This. <laughs> 
<laughs> a raven. Oh my lord. That's fun. Okay, getting into the spice. I gave this three peppers. I thought it was incredibly hot. I gave it two peppers. Okay. Couple scenes for you. He says, pick a safe word, do it now. This is after she gets boot stomped once again. And he says, he says all the stuff about the beautiful purple stuff. And then they bang. Pick a safe word, do it now. She says, chainsaw. He huffs a laugh. How fitting, love. Now be a good girl and find something to grab onto. I'm about to destroy you. Holding on. (laughs) I slide my cock in a little deeper than withdraw just an inch. Her pussy clenched around me. Goddamn Sloan, look at how desperate your cunt is to be ruined. So fucking tight, it doesn't want to let me go. Jesus. This is when I knew I was personally done. He fucked her, came inside of her, collected their juices, as it says in the book. Can't make that shit up. And then spit it back into her mouth. And you know what I did? I highlighted. (laughs) (laughs) I said, yes, more of that, please. He says, you're going to take my cock as deep as you can. You're going to ride it the way you want until you come all over it. And these tits, you're going to bounce these glorious tits in my face. He was just very vocal. He was a good girl king. He went on this whole thing about the difference between good girls being rewarded and brats being punished, which, like, speaks to my core and who I am as a human. So, overall, I thought it was fantastic. I'm in love with Rowan. Three peppers. So I gave it two peppers. So he says, she bucks and moans and whimpers, but Sloan is not going anywhere but right to the edge. Love it. And I keep her where I want her for as long as I want her there. I thrust my fingers in deep and hold them steady, denying her the orgasm building in her core. And then Rowan goes, one more thing, love. I say as she lets out a petulant whine, keep your eyes on me. And then he says, good girl. I am sat. And then they're having another sex scene. He says, then look down, watch how well you take me. Rowan says, I push into her tight heat just enough that the crown is enveloped by her warmth. Mm -hmm. And then when they're having sex in his brother's like house, he goes, be as loud as be as loud as you want. The whole goddamn neighborhood can hear you. And I wouldn't give a fuck. And this man wouldn't give a fuck. He fucked her on a kid on the table in the, in the restaurant. new restaurant mm-hmm. i did have to say because i forgot to put it on here i think the kitchen quickie was kind of hot the one the where rest- she was like feeding her stuff yes because like the restaurant was dedicated to her he's like feeding her stuff like while they're having sex i'm like it's an interesting concept it was really hot too because he was like something's off about my dessert so i need you to taste these fruits while i have you like low-key tied up and my dick is inside of you what do you think this needs? I don't remember what fruit she said, but like persimmon. I don't know what the fuck a persimmon tastes like, and I would definitely not be able to recall it if someone's dick was inside of me. It's my favorite fruit. Persimmon is your favorite fruit? I fucking love a persimmon. Me and Babu, I get one, she gets one. That's our, our fruit. Huh. Okay, well, I guess you and Sloan have that in common. Yeah, but um, the spice was spicing. Even, like, the tension. Like, I think it was really hot when they were at the gala and they were dancing together and they were dressed to the nines. Like, the tension was brewing, and when it snapped, it delivered. Yeah, and he was 
had a very dirty mouth, but so did she. They were just, like, kind of, like, dirty and raw and, like, unfiltered together. Yeah. And I, I ate it up. Gobbled it up. It makes you forget that they're serial killers. Mm, that's a perfect segue into my discussion question. Is it bad to be a serial killer if you only kill bad people? I don't think so. I think you're doing the world a favor because some of these serial killers, we're they say that like, we're fucked up and have had like victims like spanning for like years and the cops couldn't get them. So I'm just like, honestly, like Rowan and Sloan are doing like the work that needs to be done. Do you think that there are people like this that exist in the world? I think so. See, I think so too. I think so. It just, like, low-key freaks me out a little of, like, how many bad humans exist in the world and, like, how many serial killers we have active at any given time. Now, that's what kind of, like you said, like, I can't watch, like, Criminal Minds and, like, the, I just, I just, I just choose not to. Like, that shit freaks me out. Like, we are, I feel, like, so close to death at all times. So that's scary. Are you a crime junkie? Like, do you fuck with a true crime podcast or anything like that? No, I, I get too scared. See, I do, but it it has, like, really darkened my worldview. Yeah, I just, I can't. I get too scared. I'm too scared. I don't know if I think it's, like, okay if you only kill bad people. I think it's, like, better but if there were a scale of good to bad, like, you're better than the people that are killing innocent people, but you're, like, a little bit worse than people that aren't killing anybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was like, you can, like, severely hurt them and then bring them in. Yeah. Just say you found them somewhere. Anonymous tip. You could, but then again... I'm taking this in a very dark direction, but then again, like our our justice system is so totally fucked that, that like is true. that's not even to say that they would get what they deserved. Yeah, this is because I just listened to know my name. That's very true. Mm. But I, I mean, I feel like I do think they probably exist in the real world. Yeah, I think so. Where do you think this is going? Because it felt kind of, not like cliffhangery, but it felt like like something else is coming, for sure. I, so we know the book, next book, is about Lark and his brother. Yeah. I forgot what his brother's name is. Locken? Is that right? Something like that. How I envision it going is maybe Lark gets kidnapped. Ooh. That's how I think it's going to go. And obviously, I mean, I guess we'll find out in the next book, which I will be reading. But obviously, his brother is tied to the mafia. That's the vibe that I was getting. Yes. And then you have Sweet Brother, who's a doctor. Yes. And I think he'll get his own book. Because it's a trilogy. So, like, it has to be based on the three brothers. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I think in the next one, Lark gets kidnapped. I think the next one's going to be top tier because I actually really liked the brother and Lark. Yeah. I'll, I'm going to have you read it and you tell me how <laughs> gory it is and then I'll go from there. 
Yeah, I'll be honest. I just knew. I was like, ooh, we don't have enough time to read anything else. So I'm just going to not tell Emily. I'm just going <laughs> to act like this is all normal. <laughs> Which was maybe fucked up, but I didn't have time to read anything else. So No, like it was just good. It was just a little bit just too gory. But like the concept was fascinating. You know what it kills like, me? It was very detailed. You can read a Chantel Tessier book where a woman is roped to a bed for days on end with her ass in the air and like not bad a fucking eye because <laughs> it's sad you cannot compare that to cannibalism you've got a defense i can't wait to hear it <laughs> you can't compare that to cannibalism that's no that's totally fair but cannibalism was a tinge much and like the Adam or whoever it was getting killed by the chainsaw and his girlfriend or wife or whoever she was was like in the cellar. I will say though the trigger warning was very like it was very, spot on. Very. I was like, when is the lobotomy gonna come into this? I didn't know uh, what a lobotomy was. I had to ask that. <laughs> I only know because I took AP Psych in high school. I had no fucking clue, and that was a dark time for me learning what that was. And I'm like, David just stayed silent the whole time he was working for that guy. He plotted that shit for so long. Yeah. Like so. multiple years, right? Because yeah. he was like their second year and they had done like four years by the time they got together. Yeah. That's crazy. And he was just waiting. True psychopath move, which makes sense because he was a bad dude. So our favorite segment, how we view Rowan. I personally viewed him as Kit Harrington, who is Jon Snow in Game of Thrones. The like Irish accent, curly hair was getting to me, but also picturing Jeremy Allen Wright from the Bear being very like, yes, chef. And I think that Rowan created like the best culture for his employees. Like everybody that worked for him probably loved him. I picture him being majorly tatted and wearing some rings. And I also picture, I feel like guys painting their nails black is back in again. And I could get into that for the right person. And I could see him doing that. I think he drives a blacked out Mercedes C-Class. I don't picture him ever going to like an actual gym, but in a warehouse, like throwing tires and doing the up down arm thing with the ropes. You know what I'm talking about? Ropes. Just, like, overall very rugged and dark. So, I view Rowan as, like, a Christian Grey or, like, that main actor from, like, 365 Days that was on Netflix. He drives a sporty car, like a BMW or an Audi, and it's all black on the inside and outside. And he is just constantly obsessed with you. Physical touch is his love language. He goes to the gym every morning, but just to lift weight. Like, he's not doing any kind of cardio. He's doing, like, weights and, like, CrossFit. And on his way home, he stops at the grocery store to, like, buy groceries, like, for the day or for the week. Like, he is cooking at home. This is oddly specific, but I, I just feel like he has a lot of Delta Sky Miles points. Ooh, and that's a And slip. I feel, and I feel, because he was always traveling in this book, so I feel like he has a lot of Delta Sky Miles point. He probably owns, like, a yacht or, like, a fancy boat. And I think he is, like, the dad that walks his kids to school every day and just makes sure that, like, everything is running smoothly. Oh, this man is tracking you. We've got cameras at, like, every vantage point. But not in a way that's, like, too much. Like, almost in a way that's sexy. Yeah. 
because he's like because he's like like I have enemies, you have enemies, we have enemies, right. we're people's enemies. So I am concerned if they have a child. What is the psychopathic tendency of that child going to be like? That you know is what I true. mean? Maybe you that should very true. Maybe if you're both killers, let's not procreate. Like, I don't think we need any more of that in the world. Maybe just to think of that. Or like be an aunt. You know what I mean? You could be aunt and uncle. <laughs> That's true. The boyfriend pyramid was a tough one for me, but we are going to get into our scientifically proven boyfriend pyramid. At the bottom, the lowest tier is friends with benefits. We like you. It might just be for a night. could be like a long-term situation shit, but like nothing's coming out of the friends with benefits. And then from there, you have me, the parent. So he could be the one, could not be, could just be a charismatic guy and you need a dinner date at your parents. And then you have white picket fence which is like you're living in the suburbs or you're living like your family now you have the kids and the dogs and going to like soccer practice then at the top of the list you have god tier where there is just some extra oomph that just puts him apart from everybody so sav where are you putting rowan on your boyfriend pyramid i'm actually gonna put rowan at god tier i'm gonna move forward with putting rowan at god tier interesting where are you putting Rowan? This was a hard one for me. I put him at Meet the Parents. Okay. But there is possible movement for him up the pyramid. Okay. Because I also could see him being like somebody that like you're having like a fling with and you just need like a dinner date with your parents. So. I personally was just very bought in on him, but I think I can understand why you might would not be. Yeah. So... A real I, woman recognizes her man's faults. I have so many psychopaths in God's here. I can't judge. Like, at the end of the day, okay, this is where I'm going to get real technical. <laughs> at the end of the day, how is a serial killer any different than a mafia man? I, it's, exactly. I'm excellent. <laughs> I'm exactly. This doesn't say anything bad about me. <laughs> I just love, first of all, you know, I can't resist an accent. And, and that's been said before. And he was just hot. He was doing it for me personally. So. Yeah. That's why I think that there is room for him. There is movement for him. Yeah. This is one where I don't. I mean, like, I like Sloan as a character. I don't need the couple. I just need the one. <laughs> it's funny that we did do two Sloans in a week. Like, back I was to thinking that. that. I, I like the name Sloan. Yeah. Not one I'm going to put in the repertoire to use, though, after. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean yeah I understand. like if you read this book and you were like you know what I should name my child Rowan Slow. like seek help <laughs> <laughs> if you yeah. named your child Rowan for another reason that's fine because your partner's like oh like where did you come up with like the idea for that name you're gonna be like oh yeah this book yeah, like, what if you have to tell your kid, you know where I got your name from? You can read this when you turn 18. Yeah, because it's like, my middle name comes from Jan Ear, so I have a copy of Jan Ear. Imagine giving your kid a copy of this book. Like, this is where <laughs> name comes from. Amazing. Thanks, y'all, for listening to this episode of The Spice Rack. We hope that you enjoyed Butcher and Blackbird. Even if you didn't Enjoy might be a strong word. We hope you <laughs> like reading this and you like weren't super grossed out. 
it was like kind of fun but like a little scary it's perfect for october yeah a little spooky but we have to do it hannah grace has a new release she wrote icebreaker she was the first person to like interact with us on this podcast too so friend of the program deep deep place in our hearts so we're gonna read her new release which is wildfire um it came out last week make sure you order a copy if you haven't already and it is on kindle unlimited it's about summer camp counselors but it's a continuation of the umch use ucm i don't know what the acronym is UCMH? I think that's it. Whatever. Continuation of the same world. So we'll be reading that next week and we'll see you then. All right. Bye guys. Hope you guys enjoyed.